So when you ask kids to tell a story, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, the ending might be unexpected. The middle might be unexpected. The whole thing might be unexpected. Uh, when my girls were younger, they would uh, dress up and they would make up stories and perform them for everyone, and you never knew where they were going to go. You, you never knew. They didn't know where the story was going to go. Um, that's kind of the way life is. Uh, you start out, and you think you know where it's going to go. You, you think you know how it's going to end up, but it, it never ends up exactly that way, does it? I, I've never met anyone who said, uh, my life has gone exactly the way I thought it would. Every part of my life, this is exactly what I expected. Never met that person. You know, I've met, I've met a lot of people who have said, I really didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect to be here at this point in my life. I thought I'd be there. I really didn't see that coming. Now, if you're that person and everything has gone exactly the way you thought it would, maybe like at 15, you looked at your life and mapped it all out, and it has followed that plan. I want to meet you after the service because I've never met that person. I've only met people who say, yeah, life's kind of zigged and zagged for, for my life. I, 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 not everything has gone according to plan. It's an interesting thing about the story of Easter if the, if the characters of the story were here, they would tell you it didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. It had a really unexpected ending. And it comes across when you read the Easter story in the Bible. Uh, we're going to read from Luke chapter 24 in just a minute. It's the third book of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all the stories of Jesus told from different people, different perspectives. And uh, Luke gives his perspective on Easter Sunday, what that was like, and it was full of unexpected moments. This is how it goes. Luke chapter 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, which was totally unexpected. As a matter of fact, Mark says, as they were traveling to get to the tomb, they had a conversation about how are we going to roll the stone away? Who's, who's going to help us with that? Well, they get there and it's gone. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus, also unexpected. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them, definitely unexpected. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen unexpected. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day, and be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. It just seemed too unexpected. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened, which sounds like us a lot of times. We come to points in our life where we wonder what happened. How did that happen? How did I get here? The unexpected. So we're starting a series today over the next couple of Sundays. How do you deal with the unexpected in your life? What does it mean? Why do they come into our lives? And what, make, what might God be doing 
in the unexpected moments. I want to start, uh, and I apologize for this, but I, I want to start with kind of the hardest idea first, uh, which is sort of unfair on Easter because you got up and you got your, your nice clothes on. You look great, by the way. And so you came, you expected kind of an uplifting day. And, and I, I want to start with the, kind of the hardest, most in-your-face point that I have probably in this whole series. But the, the good news is it gets better from here. Okay, It gets easier from here. But let's start with this idea as we set this unexpected theme in a context. On some level, we probably should have expected most of the things that we call unexpected. And that's not really fair. That's probably not what you came to hear on Easter. But probably most of the things we term unexpected in our life, we could have seen coming if we had wanted to. Think about the story of, uh, of Easter. Yes, as you read the story, all of the characters seem totally surprised by the events. However, when you read the life of Jesus, he gave them tons of warning. Right? If you've ever read any of the Gospels, Jesus over and over is saying, guys, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to rise on the third day. And then a few days later, guys, here's what's going to happen. And sometimes he used metaphor, and sometimes he was just very direct, said, I'm going to die. It's the whole reason I came. I'm going to be buried. I'm going to rise again. Get ready. And then Easter morning comes, and they're totally shocked by what happened, which is the way you and I are a lot of times in life. Things that we could have anticipated, things that we could have inspected, uh, expected, we just didn't. Easy example, practical example. If you eat poorly, never get any exercise, and especially if you have a bad gene pool, then one day you're going to go to the doctor, and guess what the doctor is going to say? You have high blood pressure. You have high cholesterol. You need to lose some weight. You need to take these steps to get in better shape. And we, all of us do it. We leave that doctor's appointment going, I didn't expect that. But the double cheeseburger diet you've been on kind of did. It, it kind of expected that's where things were heading. That's, that's the way life is. We have these warning signals. If, if, if the oil light in your car has been flashing for the past 5,000 miles, it's not unexpected that your engine's going to blow up one day, right? And that's, that's the way we treat it. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, you did. You really should have. That problem that you had when you were dating, we're shocked that we still have that problem once we get married. Even though all of our loved ones spoke up during the dating period and said, hey, I think this is going to be an issue. Hey, do you, do you see this? Because the rest of us see it. We don't think you see it. We see it. And you didn't pay attention. And now you're married two years or five years or ten years and it's still there. And, and we don't like to hear this. We don't like to face this, but the reality is a lot of what we call unexpected shouldn't be that unexpected. Jesus never shied away from giving us the hard news. Jesus never shied away from saying there are going to be difficult times in your life. Now, the reason we don't Un the reason we don't expect certain things, I think there's two reasons. One is we ignore all of the warning signals and then we act surprised when the unexpected happens. Like we just ignore them. 
We just sort of blaze right through them and never pay attention to them. And then they happen. The, the other reason is we have some unrealistic expectations sometimes. We have unrealistic expectations about what life is going to be like, about what our future is going to be like, about what our decisions are going to be like. For the disciples, when they were following Jesus around right up to the end, they were convinced that there was going to be an earthly kingdom and they were going to kick the Romans out and they were all going to be in charge. You remember a couple of his disciples kept having the conversation of, hey, Jesus, can we be like the number two in command? When we take over the world, can we be number two next to you? Can we sit on your right and on your left? Can we have power? They had this unrealistic expectation about what was coming and what was about to happen. We can be that way. We can have unrealistic expectations about who we are and what our future is going to be. Sometimes that displays itself in the fact that what we really mean by the unexpected is inconvenient. Something comes up in our life and it becomes this big, huge thing. And we're, we're sort of thrown off our game and it, it really doesn't fall in the category of unexpected. It falls in the category of, well, it was really inconvenient for me, but I probably should have seen it coming. Uh, I've mentioned it before. We, we had a dryer go out uh, a while back. Uh, unexpectedly, after drying clothes for our family for 20 years. Like, we were shocked. We were, 20 years, that's all we're going to get? I mean, that's, sometimes that's the way we treat life. Oh, this is a huge, this is a terrible thing. Oh, I mean, that's what they do. That's what appliances do. 20 years, they break down. Sometimes we approach life as if everything about our life is supposed to go smoothly. And again, I know this is kind of hard news for Easter. This is not real uplifting yet. We'll get there. But sometimes we approach life as if I'm not supposed to have any struggles. What do you mean? It's not going to work out. What do you mean the door's not going to open? What do you mean they're not going to say yes? We have this unrealistic expectation that all of our life is just going to be smooth. And I'm not sure where we got that. Um, We didn't get it from the Bible. Maybe we got it from a motivational speaker on television or the Internet or social media or Instagram. Just told us, hey, your life's supposed to be wonderful all the time. You're supposed to be happy all the time. You're just supposed to have this wonderful life, your whole, whole life. Maybe that's where we got Maybe we got it from church. Uh, maybe you, you got it from a pastor who either said or you interpreted what he said as, well, if you love God, then everything works out. If you follow Jesus, then life is just great and you don't have any problems. Maybe that's where we interpreted it. Maybe that's where we got it. We just didn't get it from the Bible because the Bible's really honest. Jesus said at one point really clearly, in this world, you're going to have trouble. It's going to be hard sometimes. Your heart's going to break sometimes. Things aren't going to go according to plan. You're going to be like Peter at the tomb wondering what happened. The Old Testament, we have a whole story, a whole book about a guy named Job, and it's just one tragedy after another, one heartbreak after another, after another. Go back towards the beginning of the Bible, and there's a guy named Joseph. He's sold into slavery by his brothers. He bounces from prison to prison, accused of things that he never did, lives almost all of his life in a foreign country. Go to the New Testament, it's a guy named Paul writes most of the New Testament, most of the, the letters we have in the New Testament come from this one guy, Paul. 
huge follower of Jesus, committed follower of Jesus, and you read his story, and he's getting arrested, and he's getting beaten, and he's thrown in prison, and he's thrown in another prison. He's shipwrecked. He's rejected. He's kicked out of town. Wherever we got this idea that life is just supposed to be smooth sailing, it wasn't from God's Word. If anything, God's Word says that you're going to have enough unexpected moments in your life. Maybe you should just expect the unexpected in this life. Maybe that's the approach you should take, is that life is going to go right when you thought it was going to go left. Maybe we should expect... The unexpected in this life. And and the good news, when you expect the unexpected, when you at least admit that it's going to come, the good news is that we can say God's at work in the unexpected. God is doing something. When life goes one way and we thought it was going to go another way. God, God is accomplishing something In our lives, that first Easter, Jesus dies, hopelessness among his followers, not sure where to turn, not sure where to go, not sure who to trust, not sure what the future is going to be. But God was at work in what seemed like an unexpected moment. The great thing is, even if we should have seen it coming, Even if we had the warning signs and we ignored them and something unexpected happened, God's still working in that. Even when my unrealistic expectations causes me to be disappointed, God's still working at that. That's a continual message of the Bible is when life is not where you thought it would be, God is still at work. We tend to see the unexpected always as bad, always as negative, and, and, and maybe it can be God's way of working something good. That doesn't take the sting out of the unexpected. That doesn't take the pain out of it all of the time. That doesn't take the questions out of the unexpected. But maybe instead of always interpreting things not going my way as a negative, maybe we would sometimes see it as, God, I'm expecting you to do something because you're at work when life is unexpected. I'm not trying to minimize what anybody's going through because I know in this crowd there are people that carry some heavy, heavy weight and tragedy and loss and darkness. And we're going we're gonna to get into that in the next couple of weeks. I, I'm just saying that whatever that is, God is still at work in you and for you and for your future. When things don't go according to plan in our lives, and, and sometimes they just don't, God's still working His good plan in us and for us. When things don't go according to plan for me, when the the map doesn't work out the way I thought it should work out, God's still at work. God's still accomplishing good. Again, I'm not minimizing the pain and hurt and loss that you may have felt in the past or you may be feeling right now. I'm just trying to assure you that God's still at work. Maybe we should see those unexpected moments as divine moments. That This is an opportunity for God to do something that I wasn't expecting. This is an opportunity for God to be able to shape and change and make things new. It doesn't take away all of the, the hurt. It doesn't take away all of the emptiness. 
but it refocuses my mind and my heart and my life on, God, how are you going to use this? Sometimes, another thought, sometimes we go through the unexpected because we're expecting too little of what God wants to do in our lives. Sometimes God has to disappoint us because He has something better that He has planned for us. The disciples, the followers of Jesus, they'd been with Him for three years. They'd heard Him teach. They'd watched Him perform miracles. They had walked closely with Him. And yet, their expectation was limited to an earthly kingdom where they would all rule. Jesus had to destroy that expectation so that they would understand His goal is an eternal kingdom. Their vision was a kingdom in their lifetime, in their part of the world, for their people and their culture and their nation, and we'll get rid of the Romans and it'll be us for Jesus. He was establishing a kingdom for all people of all time, for all eternity, regardless of language or culture or race or where they came from. Jesus had to to tear down their small expectations so that he could give them new expectations. Sometimes we just expect too little of what God wants to do in our lives and in the world. And God has to refocus us. Sometimes that means disappointment. That means my plan doesn't work out because God's got another plan. Perhaps a bigger plan. Perhaps a better plan. Maybe one that I understand and maybe one that I won't understand until I get to heaven. But God's at work on a larger scale than I am. Uh, Pam asked everybody uh, earlier in the service, if they would, to fill out the, uh, the connection card that's in that uh, pamphlet you were handed when you came in. It's at the end. It's a tear-off. Ask for some information. And we ask everybody to fill that out every single week. If you're, if you're used to coming to our church, you know we do the same thing. We ask you to fill it out. Ask first-time guests to, to pick up a gift after the service. Now, what happens from there, and this is why some of you don't fill it out because you don't know what happens after that and you're afraid we're going to stalk you or come to your house or repossess your car or something like that. None of that's going to happen. If you turn that in, you're going to get an email from me And then uh, later that week, or hopefully the next week, uh, you're going to get a handwritten card from me. I'm just going to find out you filled out a card for the first time, and uh, I'm going to write you a little note. And you won't be able to read it because my handwriting is terrible. I can't even read it. So let me tell you what it's going to say. Let me translate it for you. That way, if you get a card from Journey that you can't read, this is what it says. It says, thank you for worshiping at Journey. I'm so glad you were with us. Hope you had a great experience. We'd love for you to come back. Again, And then it's going to say, enjoy this gift from us. Because in the card that you're going to get from me that you can't read, it's going to be a Dunkin' Donuts $5 gift card. Some of you are starting to fill it out now. That's all right. That's cool. That's why we do it, right? Welcome. Glad you came. $5 gift card from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Since January of this year, January was day, April 21st. January, April 21st. I make several runs to Dunkin', get some more cards. Uh, we send them out every week. 
Every time I go in Dunkin' Donuts this year, the, the nice little lady there, she says, uh, we only have Christmas gift cards. Okay. So about February, I'm getting Christmas gift cards. I start mentioning that in the card so people don't think I'm crazy. Like, ha ha, all they have is Christmas gift cards, smiley face. <clears throat> I went three weeks ago, I, I need some gift cards. And the lady says, uh, all we have is Christmas. Is that fine? That's fine. She gives me 10 gift cards that say happy holidays. <laughs> all right. Thursday, April 18th. Okay, like 72 hours ago. Let's do the math right. Thursday, somebody goes to Dunkin' Donuts. We get some more cards because we figure we're going to have a lot of you that we want to say hi to uh, this coming week. It has snow on it. It has Christmas lights all right here. Now, granted, if you got up early enough, it felt like it was going to snow this morning. Right? It's, it's April in Georgia, so it was freezing. It's going to be 80 tomorrow. Uh, here's the thing. Tell me your name. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth. Yes. We've got a new light today, and I'm having trouble seeing people. So, Beth. Um, were you expecting to get a Christmas gift card on Easter today? You, you were not expecting to get a Christmas gift card? If I gave this to you, though, even though it's a Christmas gift card on Easter, if I gave this to you, do you think you could get something good with it? Just like some coffee? You like coffee? Donuts? Donuts. Ice cream? Baskin-Robbins? Even, even though it's a Christmas gift card on Easter, it would still work. you still get good stuff if I gave it to you? Oh, I'm going to give it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. There you go. Now, here's what happens sometimes with God. Sometimes God says, I know this doesn't look the way you thought it was going to look. I know the timing is not the timing you thought it was going to be. Right, Beth? We wish you a Merry Easter. <laughs> I know it didn't come packaged the way you thought it was going to come packaged. It didn't land in your life when and how you thought it was going to land in your life. I know it doesn't look like what you thought you were going to get. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to do good anyway. I'm going to bring good anyway. Donuts and ice cream. I'm not trying to minimize what you've been through. I'm not trying to minimize God. I'm not bringing donuts to your house. But, but God sometimes says to us, this is not what you expected. This is not what you hoped. He doesn't always sit us down and explain it to us. Wouldn't that be great if God said, okay, let me help you understand. This is why. It's all going to be fine. I had this whole plan. He doesn't say that very often. But he does say, I know it's not what you thought. I know life's not where you thought it was going to be. I know that you've got some expectations and they've been dashed. I'm still working good. 
I'm doing things you don't see yet. And you may not see till you get to heaven. You may not piece it all together. You may not understand the eternal thing that God is doing through your disappointments. But God's at work. Whether it looks the way you thought it would look or not. Here's another, another thing to keep in mind. Is that nothing is unexpected to God. And, and listen, I know, I've lived long enough that I know that is true. And at the same time, it raises a whole bunch of other questions that, that we'll have to answer later. We can't answer them today. That raises a whole bunch of new questions of, okay, if you expected this, then I've been there. I've done, I've had that conversation with God. That is a real conversation. But just as we launch this series, I, I want to say it. As a way to comfort you that God is not caught off guard when the unexpected steps into your life. God is not in heaven when that happens to you going, okay, well, now i got to go to plan B because I didn't see that coming. Now i got to figure out how we're going to get here and there because that's just messed up everything. God's not reworking the algorithm in heaven because somehow a virus got in and it threw things off. And I know that doesn't explain everything. It doesn't comfort every part of our... I know that. I'm just telling you. The God who gave His Son and brought Him back to life on Easter because He was working an eternal story is still doing that. And He's not thrown off by the zigs and the zags of our lives. He is with us. He cares for us. He loves us. And what surprised us did not surprise Him. Though it doesn't look the way we thought it would look, though it's not packaged the way we thought it would be packaged, God is still working eternal good in the unexpected moments of our lives. And He always will. He always will. Let's pray. God, we come to You this morning feeling a little bit like Peter there at the tomb. Sometimes we just step back and we wonder what happened. How did we get here? Why did this happen to us? Why didn't I see it coming? Just a hundred questions. You don't necessarily provide all of those answers, but your word again and again tells us that in the greatest of pain and hurt and loss, you're, you're somehow working eternal good. And you can be trusted. And you weren't surprised. And you are with us. And you love us. And if we have nothing else to hold on to this morning, we can hold on to that. We can remind ourselves that your promises are true. They're just as true today as they were when you brought Jesus back from the grave. They are true and you are faithful. So help us to rest in that today. Somebody here is carrying just a great weight. 
of the unexpected in their life. God, minister hope and grace and strength. Remind them that the person sitting next to them, they've experienced the unexpected. And the person in front and behind and ten rows over, not the same. But we all know what it's like. your heads bowed and your eyes closed I want to tell you that today um, if you need somebody to pray with you we want to pray with you you need somebody to talk to just get something off your chest we got some people who'd love to do that band's going to play in just a second we're going to stand if that's you just slip out and move to the back of the auditorium there's some people back there they'd just love to pray for you we love to listen to you. Love to be here for you. So God, may your spirit come and comfort and strengthen. And remind us that what looked terrible on Friday looked beautiful on Sunday. And what looked hopeless on Friday looked powerful on Sunday. And that maybe the unexpected Fridays of our lives are set up for you exceeding our expectations on Sunday. I pray it in Jesus' name.